Well, you're listening to Quad Dot Rocks, God the World and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, you've got it, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Hey, I appreciate you tuning in. This is Season 18, Episode 384, title, Honorable Things, Up on the Roof. Subtitle, Mini-Series on Six Christian Ideals. This is mini-episode number three. In episode 380, I talked about the six Christian ideals for living, subtitled, The Divine Life of God in Living Pictures. And it's based on Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Let me read it again. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence, and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. We're picking up on that thought by looking at these six ideals over six consecutive Mondays. Why? Because God tells us to. We're commanded to dwell on these things that are morally excellent and praiseworthy. The word that the Apostle Paul translated in the Christian Standard Bible as dwell on these things means, in the literal sense, to count, calculate, to enumerate as in a financial context. Here he uses the word metaphorically, encouraging the church in Philippi to consider or reckon with certain ideals or principles with gusto, to really bear down and give these things persistent thought, to camp out on these six ideals. Whatsoever things are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, and commendable. In this episode, we'll camp out on the second Christian ideal that we should focus our minds on, whatever things are honorable. The word honorable is the adjective semnos in the New Testament original language. It means something that is august, venerable, reputable, grave, serious, dignified. It's the same word used by the Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 8 and 11, where he refers to one of the qualifications for a deacon in the local church to be someone of good report, both inside and outside the church. He uses the same word again in Titus chapter 2, verse 2, where he says that older men are to be self-controlled, worthy of respect, sensible and sound in faith, love and endurance. Our world is constantly bombarding us with immoral, dirty, and promiscuous things. If we don't focus our attention on better things, noble things, honorable things, then we'll fall prey to the rampant debauchery that surrounds us and defame our Christ. That's what the devil is after. As I've mentioned in some recent podcasts, our key Christian leaders in America are being shot down like the targets in a Carnival Wild West shooting gallery. If our Christian leaders are falling... How can we as followers fare any better? Where is hope for us that we will not stumble and cause our Lord to be shamed? The mind fixed on honorable things will be redirected by God from danger, calamity, sin, and personal ruin to things that are dear to the heart of God. We know what those things are by focusing our thought on God's holy word. Perhaps you've heard the truism that sin will keep you from the Bible and the Bible will keep you from sin. As we think about honorable things, there is a compounding effect that occurs in our souls. By growing closer to the Lord, we retreat further from sin. We are doubly blessed by being spared the damaging impact of sin and by enjoying the increasing favor of the Lord. Where can we look across the horizon today to see the Christian ideal of honorable things in action? No doubt, my friend, that we are in a cultural starvation mode and we must feast our minds on honorable things. 
It's a good thing to do to stop for a moment and reflect on things around you that displays the Christian ideal of honorable things. Do you see any manifestations of this ideal in your realm of existence? Let me give you just some things to think about, to look for. These ideals may be found in acts of kindness, empathy, and respect in everyday interactions. Who in your life treats others with dignity and respect, regardless of their background? Contemplate on that person's manifestation of this ideal. What about acts of compassion, empathy, and Christian service in the face of suffering or adversity that demonstrate a sense of seriousness and reverence for human experiences? This could include looking for someone who is an outstanding volunteer, someone who does charitable work or support for those in need. How about the pursuit of knowledge and education? It's often approached with a sense of seriousness and reverence. Scholars, students, and educators engaging in the process of learning contribute to an atmosphere of honor. My high school, college, and graduate degree programs all featured a cap and gown ceremony. The nicest cap and gown that I wore was in the graduation ceremony for my master's degree in biblical studies. That cap and gown was the real deal, heavy material and well-made. The clothing that we wore sought to point to the thing of honor we were engaged in, stimulated by serious and challenging work. We studied to show ourselves approved, and that's something worth thinking about. My friend, how about thinking on something or someone that possesses a sense of dignity, gravity, or majesty which conveys a quality of seriousness, earnestness, or importance, not frivolous or lighthearted? One of my favorite country singers, John Berry, has a song titled, Time to Be a Man. The song pivots on this phrase, When I was a child, I played the games that children play. Now that I become a man, I put those things away. Time to take care of what's at hand. Ooh, time to be a man. My friend, we must focus our thoughts on honorable things that have a high level of moral or social integrity. It's time that we return to the appreciation of the sacred things and dwell on the supernatural aspects of true religious solemnity. We need to focus our attention on reverent and venerable actions, individuals, or things that command our respect and honor. Think about leaders you have witnessed who approach their roles with a sense of responsibility, integrity, and seriousness exhibited. It can be a religious or political leader, a community leader, and anyone in a position of authority. I tell you, it's something that we don't even think about, but formal ceremonies and rituals. So many things have been torn down and belittled, but events such as weddings, funerals, and religious ceremonies often involve solemnity. Participants exhibit a sense of gravity and reverence, reflecting the importance of the occasion. Too often we get bored at weddings and funerals, and depending on the personality of the one officiating at these key life ceremonies, it can be a challenge to stay engaged. But weddings and funerals focus on basic key life events that should be held in high honor and respect. Every wedding is a call to reflect on our own human connections and spousal relationships if we're married. And funerals are a present reminder of the brevity of life and the seriousness of our moments given by God on the earth. Recently, a sad individual who had an amazing launch into the music scene by a simple, original, little two-minute ditty that he recorded for a few bucks and posted on the web is now the poster child for perverted music executives who are using him to do such outlandish and perverted things like desecrate the Lord's Supper and the crucifixion. Among the most grievous manifestations of blasphemy against Jesus Christ and his crucifixion that I think has ever been broadcast, purposefully hateful desecration of the holy and pure sacrificial work of Christ on the cross that makes human salvation possible, 
This demonstration of Christ's intense love for us deserves our honor and deep contemplation. The desecration by this sad individual and his handlers is wickedness on display. I've not watched the videos, but I've seen still shots in the news, and it's disgusting. If a Christian church were to display such disgusting behavior of some social group, the people involved would most likely be arrested and prosecuted for such outlandish behavior. Our minds must be safeguarded from such hideous and animalistic actions by blockading them with laser focus on honorable things. This list is not exhaustive. I'm just trying to stimulate your mind to see those things that are honorable in your sphere of life. Friend, even personal moments of introspection, contemplation, or meditation can be considered examples of semnos, of things that are honorable. These moments often involve a serious and respectful approach to one's own thoughts and feelings. When is the last time you dwelled on the amazing things of great moral goodness and social integrity that God has manifested in your own life? Do you see the marvelous handiwork of God in your own life? Do you give them the honor they are due because they manifest the glory of Almighty God? I hope you have those moments in your past where the glory of God leaked through in your life endeavors for Him. I thank God that He allowed me to experience things like serving two summers on the youth staff as a high school student. I encountered things that were of high honor that provoked high praises to God. Friend, like the old song sung by the drifters up on the roof says, When this old world starts getting me down and people are just too much for me to face, I climb way up to the top of the stairs and all my cares just drift right into space on the roof. It's peaceful as can be and there the world below can't bother me. What a great song written by Jerry Goffin and one of the most successful female songwriters in history, Carol King. Friend, as these days grow darker and darker, and the aberrational and debilitated minds act out in the most hideous ways, we have to go up on the roof and get us some of that sanctified air and allow our peaceful encounters with God to recalibrate our minds to honorable things. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.